You're listening to Pole Parlor, a fun, inspiring podcast for all those bewitched by pole dance. Each week, your Madam Crimson Minx has candid conversation with unique, engaging individuals from within and around the pole dance community. Pole Parlor is passionate about preaching creativity, soulful sensuality, and empowerment through pole dance. You know how we do. Welcome everyone to Pole Parlor. This is episode 17, Stephen Retchless. I'm your host, Crimson Minx. On this episode, we have Mr. Stephen Retchless. Stephen is an OG pole dancer and professional vacation artist. On this episode, we talk about his history as a dancer and mainstream exposure on the television show America's Got Talent, the connection between pole and spirituality, Britney Spears, his bomb-ass upcoming pole retreat in Mexico, and many other fun tangents. And as always, head on over to the blog at poleparlor.com to check out Stephen's post-podcast interview where he shares his favorite photos, music, video, and more. And while I have you, did you know that Pole Parlor has an online shop? Head on over to the website where you can get your very own ass slaps and heel clacks crop top, whiskey pole rock and roll muscle tank, swag thong bodysuit, haters whatever pole dancer forever tote bag, and more. So now, without further delay, here's Steven. Welcome, Stephen Retchless, to the Pole Parlor Podcast. How are you today? Good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm oh. just setting up a little bit better here. There we go. I like to have the like downward angle. Oh, I know. I do that too. <laughs> for those who are watching the video, we don't want a double chin. Yes. <laughs> okay. You look gorgeous. If you're you not, too. thank you. I love you. how we have like the same hairstyle. We we do. We both have side shaved heads with like curly oh, hair do? to the side. Let me see the yeah. side. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And is it on the other side too, or just? No, no. This is just a bunch, oh. bunch of big hair flopping on the other side. Oh I my don't... goodness! Oh, you have a lot of hair. I have a lot of hair, but I got both sides. It's a proper mohawk. Wow! I would love to see that. Some egg whites to have it stand oh, on end. Right? Could you imagine? Your next punk rock routine. I used to wear that hairstyle at high high school, and I remember getting sent home from school because my hair was like dangerous or something (laughs) (laughs) oh you could stab someone with your hair yeah exactly (laughs) such a huge concern (laughs) Uh, where did you go to school where did you grow up I was talking about uh, Las Vegas Academy of Performing Arts and International Studies Magnet School (laughs) oh so you're from Vegas and you did um dance dance concentrating on dance throughout school yep Dance and I was in, uh, you know, dance dramas, musicals, home or prom king. Oh, I, I loved high school. High school was fun. <laughs> Glory days. <laughs> so you're from Vegas. You kind of grew up dancing. When, when did you discover pole, and how did you discover pole? Well. It's the true story is that my friend was a stripper and I used to go watch her in the strip club because in Las Vegas, there's this funny rule where you can be 18 and go to a strip club without alcohol and they can be fully like nude or you can be 21 and go to a strip club with alcohol where they only take their tops off. So I was like 18 and these fully nude strip clubs (laughs) Hanging out with my best friend. <laughs> this is what you do growing up in Las Vegas. And then um, I just loved the pole. So I, I, I bought myself a pole from Spencer's. It was a peekaboo little shower curtain pole. Spencer gifts like the mall store? Yeah. It's Amazing. like a gag gift. Yeah. But it worked. It served its purpose. I broke three of them. But <laughs> I, I learned how to shoulder mount on one, actually, which is really dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What year was this? Oh my God! Two. 
I graduated in 2005, and this was, like, in college, like, 2006, 7, 8. Okay, around that time. Yeah. And and so what made you kind of continue with it? Did you see it as, like, a potential career, or you just liked it, you did it, you wanted to be a dancer in general? So I liked it, and I was always interested in, like, aerial apparatuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always played with that through college when I went to college for dance, a bachelor's degree in fine art. Oh, great. But it wasn't until I moved to New York City and started taking classes at Crunch that I started to realize there was more than just me doing it (laughs) it was actually a thing and there's a community and then I started being involved with the the opening of body and pole and then competitions and and just kind of like snowballed from moving to New York and taking class at the gym gotcha yeah it's funny because we spoke with Roz Mays um a few episodes ago a while ago and you guys I know. I, I know she is. I love her as well. And she, you guys have a few parallels in that she also started pole dancing at Crunch in New York City. That's how she discovered it. So it's like the, yes. the, the gateway studio to to moving on to then finding that body and pole is a thing. <laughs> that was so cool when I first moved to New York to see. Crunch was so cool because I was always an active person. And seeing their ads, they always had really interesting classes and very different like they did the they were the first to do anti-gravity yoga and pole dancing and they even like because they were just oh that's a different topic but yeah I just remember like moving to New York and being like wow pole dancing at the gym this is awesome (laughs) and you would think that Vegas would be where that is but oh no they're so um close-minded and um what's the opposite of liberal conservative (laughs) <laughs> so unless you're like a showgirl there or unless you're in that stripper world it's a conservative town oh yeah interesting oh yeah huh well i used to live in new york and i had no idea what pole dancing even was because i wasn't a member of crunch fitness so i lost out on that opportunity unfortunately i feel like That's it was it was fun because it, it was such a juxtaposition because there we were we, I include myself, all these like hot, half naked women, like pole dancing and being very seductive. And then like right through the, the window walls were all these macho men lifting <laughs> weights and, you know, like trying to be super masculine. And then our, our, our contrast to that was so comical. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that they enjoyed seeing everyone come in and out to or be able to peek in. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would actually, I felt really protective of my friends and the girls and I would just like stand at the window and stare back at them. Like, what, (laughs) what are you looking at? You like, you like what you see? (laughs) You want (laughs) this? Oh, you want them? You don't want this? (laughs) Oh, that's sweet of you. But I'm assuming that once you get a taste of it at crunch, then you're like, all right, take me to an actual studio. And that's how you found body and pool. Well, actually, I took class. My classmates were Leanne Tall. She was, we were, like, in the same class. And Kira was the teacher. Oh, no way. And uh, way back in the beginning, I remember Leanne at, telling me, she's coming up to me and being like, you know, I don't want to hire men for the studio. Wait, <laughs> let's put this off the record. <laughs> <laughs> don't quote me on this. It was something like that. But she was like... But I want to hire you, Stephen, because you just have that, you know, that thing, you know, that dance quality. And I was like, oh, yeah. So whenever she she opens her studio, she wanted to hire me as an instructor. Well, that's also, I feel like that was so long ago. I think a lot of people start off with that idea and then their ideas evolve soon. I don't think anyone would hold that against her, you know? Oh, no, of course not. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then uh, eventually they finally opened up the studio, and they opened up a new one on Fifth Avenue. Was it on Fifth Avenue? Three hundred three, I think it was on Fifth, but it was no, it wasn't on Fifth. Am I saying this right? I don't remember. It was over there on the east. (laughs) And 
And uh, I just started taking classes and teaching right away. And I started teaching divas, which is the class uh, Roz teaches as well. So we also have that parallel. Ah, interesting. Yeah, because another parallel you guys had is that you were both on America's Got Talent. Yeah, that's true, too. Oh, my God. You didn't ever realize this? <laughs> yeah, you guys have been doing, like, your own thing, but... That's true, and we both do our own thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. we all we both represent freedom and self-expression, and oh, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, but you guys I think are kindred lot- spirits. Yeah, yeah. I just saw her the other day at the studio. Yeah, she's great. And so we talked to her about her experience on on America's Got Talent. And I think you had different judges. But the way that's set up, there's always like the asshole judge, the nice judge and like the medium judge. So can you tell us like you were on before her? um, But can you tell us about your experience? How did you get on the show? And you made it, I think, pretty far. Yeah, uh, well, I had just uh, done, I had a viral YouTube video go out. It was my performance for Polesque, Katy Perry, E.T., and the video was posted on PerezHilton.com, which at the time was a big deal, like (laughs) where all the celebrity gossip and stuff was. So my video got hit like... 80,000 times in like an hour and uh and so people just heard about my act and they the show approached me and asked me to be on the show and to audition and so that actual first performance of me in front of the judges is my first audition Uh and first you know like on the camera in front of the whole thing it was a great experience I loved it you did yeah I would do it again. I would do other shows. Yeah, I think, and this was like 2011, if I'm remembering correctly. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so, and then you made it past a few a few rounds, right? Yeah, I made it all the way to the semifinals. I'm like one Ooh. of, I'm like the, uh, the 16th most talented person in America. <laughs> of 2011. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe even higher up now if they put you back on. But (laughs) that's so cool. Yeah, because that got a lot of exposure for men in pole. Yeah, pole in general. And pole. The the effect of being on mainstream media like that is insane. Like the ripple effect and how many people it reaches is uh, mind-boggling. I had so many people come up to me and tell me, you know, you're the reason I started Pole because I saw you on America's Got Talent or you're the reason I could explain Pole to my family because they saw you on America's Got Talent. You know, so it just like mainstream media is amazing how just like everyone sees it. Yeah, no, and it makes people feel like they, oh, I now know someone who pole dance? It was like that whole thing with Ellen when Ellen came out of the closet and then everyone could be like, well, I know someone who's gay now. And it made people feel like, oh, I can put a name to a face. It's not just like this. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a phenomenon back people then. Come out of the pole closet. Yeah. With me. <laughs> Seriously, did were your like family and friends all into it and supportive of you? Yeah, I got really lucky. I mean, I don't know if it was just my attitude where I was just like, yeah, this is what I do. You know, this is who I am. And then just being forced to agree and to be supportive. Or if I just got really lucky and just have really open and liberal family. Huh. Yeah. Oh, but I do remember my mom's uh, ex. <laughs> One time I came out in a brand new pair of like high eight inch fuck me pumps and I was showing my mom I was like look at the shoes I ordered (laughs) and he was really conservative from Vegas and um yeah that was I just remember him like his face like turning green because he was I don't know what so surprised I didn't even notice my mom told me later how (laughs) there's kind of the self-satisfaction a bit in kind of like annoying conservative closed-minded people you're kind of like oh, but look how successful I am doing this and I don't care what you think either way and I kind of want to see you blow a gasket a little bit because you're so ignorant, so good for you. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I didn't even know. I just I just have that mind frame where everyone is just open and doesn't care, you know? Like, I just assume that from everybody. So I just walked out being me, and I didn't know until later that my mom was like, you cannot believe, like, what was going through his mind when you did that. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, good for you. Yeah, good for you. I mean, if we all wasted our times worrying about what other people thought about us, we wouldn't be really doing what pleased us and then what the hell is the point yeah it's like that quote something like your imagination is wasted on worry and stress when you could be using it for creativity and you know creating yeah oh that's true completely and so are you now like full-time career dancers like specifically in aerial and pole arts or oh okay i have a bunch of projects going on right now so one of them is One Pole Retreat. Okay, so One Pole Retreat is happening in October 14th through 21st, 2017 in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. It's a pole retreat with a beachfront pole studio, a traditional Mexican hacienda. I'm hosting 24 girls, two groups of 12, six poles, two people per pole. There's 15 rooms, two people per room, queen-size bed, full bath, two courtyards, a garden, a rooftop pool with ocean views and views of Sierra Madre Mountains. Um, You get two uh, welcome dinner and closing ceremony dinner slash party on the beach. And uh, my instructors are Marlo Fiskin, Marianne Crump, Nadia Sharif, and yours truly, Stephen Metzlis. Oh, wow. Oh. That sounds amazing. Is, have you done this before? Or is this your first time entering this into the, the retreat world? This is the second retreat. Okay. Uh, the last one was last year, 2015, in Costa Rica. It was a great success. People were so uh, happy. Like, um, let me see. The I just wrote a, a quote on the website because I'm in the process of building the website. And one of the quotes said, um, um, should, I, "Should I just read it to you?" Sure, go for it. Okay, so it says, "Puerto Verita or One Pole Retreat, 2015, Costa Rica." I just lived a dream. I wish it never stopped. I have only positive, perfect, and beautiful memories. Ah, uh, uh. And so if people join you in their 2017 retreat, they can say the same thing. Yes, exactly. So this year, it's actually even extra special. It's um, I'm doing it in my hometown of Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, which is where I grew up as a kid. Ah. Know. And um, I'm also celebrating my 30th birthday bash at the end of the retreat. So all the, all the uh, participants are invited and I'm also inviting like all my friends from all over the world. So I'm hoping that all these international um, friends of mine will come celebrate with me the week after the pole retreat. Oh my gosh. That sounds so fun. And I guess if people want to stick around, they can. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Well, um, my birthday's on the 20th, and that's the day that the pole retreat ends. So you can either use that as a free day. You can either use that as a day to go home and travel, or you can use it as a day to come to my birthday party and hang out. Drink, and drink. Be, yeah. Hot margaritas. The, the retreat's just going to be so much fun. Like, um, last year, the emphasis was more on like spirituality and connecting with yourself, and that's all still going to be there. But this this one is more themed like adventure. Like we're going to go on an adventure, and it's going to be tons and tons of fun. And is it all levels? It's open level, so you know my instructors are professional, award winning people. Uh, you know, so we're trained and we teach for a living. So we, we know how to accommodate every level. So it is open level. I mean, it's not like for someone who's never pole danced before, but it's open level. Okay. And so that sounds really fun. And you can go on Steven's website to learn more about that and sign up. At srechless.com under retreat. Wow. That sounds really fun. And so you um, you were touching on before that you 
do like a lot of traveling in general and it's funny because when I first started following you and like found out about you when I early on when I started pole dancing I thought you were Australian because I felt like you were always posting from Australia and then yeah and so now I'm, I feel like it's always like where in the world is Stephen? do you travel a lot how do you make that happen do you like teach and um yeah, so that was my, I had three huge projects this year, and one of them was, like, continuing the tour schedule. So for the last five years, I've been a nomad, and I've just been traveling. Ever since, Amer- uh, not even before America's Got Talent, I traveled to Europe to compete in um, uh, Aerial International something in Bern, Switzerland, and I did a little mini tour. So uh, since before 2011, I've been traveling, teaching workshops, competing, performing, and just vacationing and and that's that's something i write on my website that qualifies me as a great retreat leader is that i'm a professional vacation artist <laughs> so i specialize in painting like the most a uh, wonderful vacation you can possibly have yeah. that's my job yeah, that's interesting because there is something in being able to plan an event and a vacation and so many people i know that that happens in the yoga community where people will create these retreats that are like these lush vacations and mm-hmm. if you can pull doing that and yeah. mix in the other fun activities. Yes, yes, yes. It's definitely going to be comfortable, but the idea more is the adventure. Like the, the hacienda that I rented is so cool. It's like very mystical. They have all this Mexican art everywhere. Each section of the house is a different, like it looks like a little mini casita and they have balconies and two courtyards and a garden and it's just it's like the experience and i don't i like all-inclusive like i want to take care of you but i don't like the all-inclusive hotels where it just feels like the sterile cookie cutter you know you don't you don't need you're going to experience part of Arizona and you're going to experience mexico when you're at my pole retreat yeah, that it sounds really fun. It sounds like you have a big sense of adventure and a big sense of understanding that how to like work your profession in a way that allows you to lead a really interesting and fun life at the same time. Yeah, it's I, I like the idea of like merging the two worlds. I'm merging my pole world with the my desire to kind of like I always had this dream to open up a bed and breakfast because I just so many people have hosted me on their travels Mm -hmm. and shown me their love for their town that I want to return that favor to everyone else in the world and and show them my favorite town, which is Puerto Vallarta and and host them in my, my turf. Yeah. And you, but you travel like to Australia, all over Europe, Oh, you know, all through, have you been through South America? I don't know, but I've definitely seen you in Mexico. So I've done pretty much everything except for Africa and some, like, India and China places. Okay. So, yeah. So, that's still to happen. Yeah. I feel like I I can save stuff for later in my life. You know, I'm only 28. I don't need to, like, check off every single city in the world before I'm 30. I mean, you've checked off more than most people, so that's a pretty major accomplishment while still, like, succeeding things in the meantime. (laughs) You know? I have to say the pole community has blessed a lot of people to be able to do that. Yeah. And so you mentioned before about the retreat that like there's like a spiritual aspect to it. And I remember at seeing at Pole Expo last year, you would read Oracle cards for people. Yes. And I also did that at the last, the first time I ever did readings was at one pole retreat, Costa Rica, 2015. I did it for most of the participants there. We had one-on-one because I like to talk to the participants one-on-one and kind of create a relationship and kind of, I don't know, be their, be their big brother, be their coach, be their, you know, that person who's leading the pack and to come to me and be able to talk to me about whatever they need to talk about and to just have someone to listen. And if, if they want me to read cards, then I can read cards. But, um, yeah, I like the – it's really an intimate retreat. We're all, like, going to be best friends at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so do you and do you see pole dance like do you see a spiritual side of pole dance like beyond the athletic or the like sensual side do you see the connection there is that totally something you preach well i mean pole is a practice right so just like any practice it's a direct reflection of how you face the world like how you act in your class is how you act in the world for instance like if you're doing a stretch and you're feeling like super pressured that you can't uh, maximize the stretch and you get anxious and you breathe hard and you just want to bail and get out of it you know like that directly reflects how you would deal with a situation in life so, um, yeah, I think that pole dancing in that respect with the warm-up and the pole moves and the way you progress and your passion, and I think that's why it's improved so many people's lives because they, through pole, they learned a practice that taught them tools for living life fully and successfully. Yeah, I could totally see that. And so, and you... I spoke with you earlier, said you don't have your deck on you, but that you would be willing to do like a little, some type of reading very quickly for everyone who's listening to or watching the podcast. Okay. So just a general. Yes. Reading. What were we just talking about? Um, We were talking about how spirituality, how you see a spiritual aspect of pull. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that was it then, the, to just be aware of how you approach your class and what you tell yourself and how you, like, there, I have a lot of students who come in and, and they tell me, oh, I can't do this stretch today, or oh, I can't do that because my pull-ups suck, you know, like, to be really aware of what you say about yourself and your practice and how you approach each class, um, I always do a ritual before I go into class, and I, I, I walk down the street with my arms up like this. Okay. Because it's a physical, um, it in your body it releases some sort of chemical in your brain of the feeling of success and victory. Ah, yes. Every time someone wins something, they always do this. Yes, yes. So just doing this physically releases those kind of vibes, if you want to say, and. Uh, I just always enter class with that intention of success and stuff like that. So just being, I think everyone needs to be a little bit more aware of everything. Uh, Well, how their mindset is connected to perhaps the outcome and their results. It seems like that's what you're saying. Because I remember seeing a TED talk on that where it's like, if you're about to go in an interview, you go in the bathroom and you do like this power pose with your arms. That's where I got it. That's where I got that idea. (laughs) I love TED talks. Yeah. So that can apply to poll. That's not just a, if you're going on like a corporate interview thing, that's in life. Hmm. And that's also a pose. I'm pretty sure you do that in Kundalini Yoga. So there must be something to it that's just beyond like, like, the TED Talk neurological thought of it, it has to be some type of like older, deeper spiritual pose Mm. if it's back, if it's in Kundalini. So I think you're onto something, Stephen. And if I can make a prediction about um, pole dancing in general, I think that um, dance is coming back. (laughs) So uh, we went through an evolution where uh, pole dancing got so extreme with the acrobatics the flexibility the contortionism everything so we just we went to our extreme side of the spectrum where it just got super i don't know intense and i think now we're going to come back to a place where it's it's more about self-expression and freestyling and dancing and not necessarily like choreographed dancing, but like the root, like if you were to go up on stage at a, not necessarily at a strip club, but at anywhere to go perform and you put on the music, how would the music move you? And I think that that's really the core juice of pole dancing and I think that that is going to come into awareness in the pole community and that's exactly what one poetry is about. 
Oh my gosh, I would love to see that. I think a lot of people would. Yeah. <laughs> Psychic Predictions by Steven. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of people would like to see that. So that would be rad. And I think I'm already starting to notice that a bit because there's only a, a small percentage of people within the community that can execute on a lot of these uh, higher athletic aspects mm-hmm. of the pool. So um, it's just more inclusive that way. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, because um, obviously you're a man. What has been your experience as a man in what is clearly a female-dominated industry of pole? Mm. I'm assuming it's not terrible because you're still doing it, but I'm just curious to hear your perspective since it's not something that I can relate to. I think it's something I don't notice because I grew up in the dance world that's already dominated by women, and... Um, I don't know. I've always looked up to women and loved being around women. So I just felt comfortable and like, I don't know. I always felt supported. Um, but I did notice that there is now a lack of, um, pole wear for men. So go to my website, (laughs) sretchless.com. and check out my pole shorts. That's another um, project that I worked on this year was creating a brand. So I created some uh, pole shorts for men. Nice. So your line is pole shorts. You design them and you... Yes. And it's funny that you mentioned the whole like male and the pole community thing because I think that it's grown a lot and there is like a huge... There's There used to be just a couple that you could name on your fingers, you know, but now there's a whole like Facebook page full of members that pole dance. And so... Yeah, you're yeah, definitely like, a pioneer in that, so... I think so. Um, I'm an OG, original gangster. <laughs> Yeah, officially. I feel like I'm getting senior status right now. Like, you and your two. Well, I don't know. Natasha's like, you can pull at any age. So, yeah, I was going to say 28. It's just that you've been in the industry for so long that you seem, you know, the the OG pullers, our industry is so young that our OG pullers aren't even 30 yet, which is (laughs) insane. (laughs) Awesome. Um, yeah, but I am creating pole shorts, too. So uh, I actually just sold out of one of the styles, which I'm really happy about. I put, like, again, my heart and soul into this project. And I'm a creator and an artist, and so I created this short that was a merge of, of different shorts that I had liked that had different uses. Like, one of them is the support technology that's in the short, so that you don't have to wear underwear when you wear the shorts. You're automatically already wearing underwear and have a liner and uh, and then those styles is really cute I have these two-tone I wish I had them on me right now I could just show you but two-tone black and gold two-tone gold and black and gray with neon yellow and the gold or the the white with uh rainbow jizz or unicorn jizz I call it because <laughs> <laughs> it's like rainbow colored paint splatters um, that, those are sold out. People love the uni jizz. Oh, wow. So, yeah, because I was going to ask what your trajectory is for the Steven Ratchless brand. And so is expanding this line one of the things that you're really going to consciously focus on? Or, Well, I know that um, I'm going to work on getting this first set of pole shorts sold. Okay. Um, and there isn't a lot of pieces. I, I started really small and it's, they're, all hand, they're all handmade and like, I oversaw, oversaw everything being done. It's, like, super small. So, uh, But the next project I want to do with the brand is to create um, some special designs for one pole retreat. So I'm expanding into women's wear because most of my fans and people in the pole community are women, and, and they're all asking me, like, when are you going to make us girl clothes, Steven? So I was like, I wanted to start small and with something that I knew, you know, like something that I wear and that I could use and then like get used to the whole system of creating garments because it was a it was a huge process of finding someone to help me. And it's and it. Yeah, 
it was a lot of work. So I'm hoping to expand into the, the women's line and have it ready for sale at one pole retreat. So if you want some of the first female garments, you should come to one pole retreat where I'm selling it exclusively. <laughs> yeah, so we'll keep that in mind. We had um, Sheena from Superfly Honey on last week, and she talked about um, all the difficulties in doing a pole line and manufacturing and all of that. And so I feel like that was really smart to just do a small run because if you fuck up a huge run, that could really like financially screw oh, you. Yeah. So you're, I mean, that's smart. That's uh, the way to do it. Yeah. And you know, I, I know some people who just buy in bulk, like a lot of already made garments and then print their logo on it or whatever. But I wanted to like actually create a brand new concept and idea and, and that takes a lot of time and effort and it's, it's, it would have been really expensive to make a lot of them. And then, you know, you take the risk, but I think because I put so much love into them, they're, they're, they're selling and people are buying them. Like I sold out of the, the oh. unicorn jazz. Congrats. That's awesome. And so you're growing, you're going to be growing that, which is, I'm excited to see the girl stuff. You can have like, I'm not, I was just about to make a really dirty, um, mm. female version of jizz remark, which I'm going to bite my tongue and be a lady. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Fine. You could picture. So we'll, it will anticipate the female rainbow version of that in the short. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. then so you're expanding into doing retreats and which is really smart and really fun. And so do you still like compete perform? Is that, yeah, and that's, that all that? That's project number three. And that is, uh, well, right now I'm on tour, technically. I left Puerto Vallarta, which is my home base. And uh, when did I leave? In June, May? What month are we in? June? What's before June? June? May. May. So I left in the 1st of May and uh, did a little tour. I went to Austin, Texas, Wisconsin, Chicago, Indianapolis, I went to see the show Miss Pole Dance America in Nashville, Tennessee. Which didn't uh, you um, host that? Did you host that last year? I hosted that last year, yeah. yeah. And it was like kind of a surprise for me and everybody else that I appeared in Nashville because I was just like a bus right away. So I was like, I'm going to go to this shit. Like I feel like a personal connection to it having hosted it the year before. Um, but I just didn't know I was going to be close by. Otherwise, we would have hooked something up. But yeah, and now I'm here in New York City and I'm um, doing a residency little thing at Body and Pole for this month, teaching classes there, training, and um, and then my tour continues. I do the West Coast and then I go to Europe, and in Europe I'm going to do, hopefully, I don't know yet, uh, because they haven't announced the competitors yet, but Pole Theater Worlds. Oh, I didn't know there was a world. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but... I don't know if they're, like, publicizing that oh. yet or not, so... Hush, hush. We won't say anything official. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think people know, but, yeah. Um, yeah, they haven't really, like, announced it yet, I guess. Because they haven't picked the winners, but if you go online, you can apply okay. for it. Yeah, it should oh, be. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that would be really rad. Yeah, um... You, because you enjoy performing still. That's something that's still. Yes, and that's actually something I want to focus more on this next chapter in my life is performing and not just pull, but like singing, dancing, playing music, doing, you know, videos and um, acting. Just being an artist. Yeah, like creating. Just creating, yeah. But, but but performance art. Gotcha. Oh, that sounds... We support you 100%. We'd love to see. And then you can, like, integrate pull into, like, your music video, and that would be really rad. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, we will bring it to the closing questions that we ask everyone on the podcast. So the first one is, who is your pull crush? Everyone always asks me that, and I'm, I never know what to say. Pole crush? Um, it can be your current pole crush, not like your lifelong pole crush. We don't have to make it that does it serious. Ha- is, 
Is it like a boy crush it- or like pole dance crush? Surprise us. Because <laughs> I, I have some boy pole crushes. <laughs> Let's hear that. Let's hear that. You were actually, we had Tammy Morris on um, a few episodes back and you were her pole crush, just so you know. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Tammy. <laughs> That's so sweet. Um, yeah, so let's hear it. Let me think about it for a second. There's a lot of hot guys in the pole community, I'm sure you know. We've had Brian Wolf on. He's a hottie in the pole uh, community. He's my little brother. I know. Isn't he adorable? We yeah, I him. him in L.A. when we did the Madonna auditions. Oh, so cool. Yeah, I didn't get it, obviously. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> and I didn't get to do the Britney music video. Did you? Have you been seeing pictures for that? That's yeah. Did, did you? you didn't get, yeah, you didn't get to audition though. You weren't here for it, right? Well, they they this guy named Rye emailed me on behalf of an entertainment group and asked me to be there. The the he emailed me on like June first. And then was like, can you be at the L.A. shooting June 2nd and 3rd? And I was like, <laughs> for, and the director is David LaChapelle. He didn't tell me who it was for, but he told me that it was for David LaChapelle. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to do it. And I said, but I'm in New York. And, uh, and then he said, well, let me see if we can fly you out. And then the I didn't get a response, and then the next day I see the pictures, and I was like, fuck. Yeah, for those who don't know what we're talking about, Britney Spears is shooting a new video right uh. now, and there's, like, it looks like 15, like, hot male pole dancers yes. in this. I can't imagine what the hell this video is, and David LaChapelle is shooting it. I know, and I'm so proud of those boys. Yes. There's, like, Derek Pearson, Shawn Michael Rue, Badass, uh, there's... Uh, Brandon Grimm, like everyone is in it. Uh, and I just like, I'm so happy they got to do it. I, I wish I was there too, but I'm really glad that they got to experience that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I was there. Fuck. I missed it by like two inches. If I had known it was Brittany, I would have like flown there myself, like overnight, like no sleep, no food. Don't, you don't even have to pay me. Like, uh, there'll be future opportunities. There will be. I just keep telling myself that something bigger and better is on my path. That's true. And that's, that's like your spiritual no. side right there. Yeah. Like I trust and the universe. It wasn't my, it wasn't my video to be in. <laughs> and sp- speaking of like reading sim- symbolism is, uh, th- during that week when that all happened, I went to a couple of shows. I went to two shows and the first show was a circus show and they were sold out, and I knew they were sold out, but I went there anyways hoping to buy a ticket. I went there, and they weren't selling any tickets. So I told my friends, okay, you guys enjoy the show. I'll see you later. And I ended up waiting outside, and a guy just came up to me and gave me free tickets. He just gave me a wristband. So I got a free ticket to the show when I thought I wasn't going to be in it. And then a week later, I see Fuerza Bruta. And uh, I left to get there, like, at... In, in New York, you need an hour to get anywhere. And I had to get across town, and I only had, like, 30 minutes. But I got there. Not only did I get there on time, but I accidentally passed the theater and stumbled upon a church and um, asked them where the theater was. And he said, oh, I know where the theater is. It's over there. And I have two free tickets. Are you serious? So I got another two free tickets and made it onto the show on time. So, you know, like when all hope is lost, like don't give up because just around the corner is like that free ticket, man. Ah. So that's what I keep telling myself. Yeah. Oh, that's freaking amazing. Yeah. Don't they, you don't assume that the universe is fucking you over because yeah. the universe uh, is getting, yeah. is taking care of you elsewhere. <laughs> that's very important because uh, like to understand the law of attraction, you know, you got to continue being optimistic yeah wow that was like a lucky week for you You should have played the lotto or something yeah well (laughs) i would have settled for britney spears video (laughs) (laughs) well if she has a new album then it sounds like there'll be more than one video so yeah i'm excited i'm excited to see the video with all the boys i'm sure they did a great job yeah i'm curious i love everything david lachapelle does as well so i'm sure it's gonna be true i know i just wanted to meet david lachapelle and be like Teach me about the Illuminati secrets. <laughs> and then he would have to kill you. See, that's what would have happened. You would have gone oh. in the video. You would have asked them about the Illuminati. And then, oh. you, then you would have mysteriously died. So the universe oh. would actually had your back. You're right. Oh, that's <laughs> such a good way to look at it. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for awakening me. No problem. <laughs> um, 
Did you think up your pole crush yet? Oh, um, uh, okay. Well, in the beginning, there was always, you know, Ona Kivela. She, to me, being a classical dancer and everything, like in the beginning when we first started seeing pole competitions and stuff, I would see her routine and be like, that's, that's pole dancing, like movement, you know, instead of just figures and such. Okay. Um, uh, I also really love uh, Felix Kane. She always had that je ne sais quoi, like when she performed, she just oozed uh, I don't know, a vibe that made you attracted to her. And uh, she's also got ex- amazing talent, flexibility and stuff. Um, and for boys... Yeah, we need we need a, a one boy from you. There's one boy who I actually fell in love with, but I can't tell you who it is. And uh, he's not oh, even in the... He's not even in the scene anyways. and But he broke my heart. Oh, what a... It's dream. impossible to, like carry on a relationship with someone who lives across the world a i would agree with that b you're too young to even be trying to make that happen c his loss and d that hey you know like people's pole crush can be you don't have to be like a famous pole star to be steven wretch's pole crush you can just be a good person it's true okay that's a good idea hmm See, I, I can't answer this question. I don't idolize people really that much. That's the thing. It's like I don't. Um, oh, I love Marlo too. Marlo's amazing. She's teaching at the camp, and I couldn't do a camp without her because she's the best instructor ever. She always has the most amazing classes that are fun and uh, thought provoking and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that like a pole crush is not necessarily. Someone that you think is the best polar, but for me, like you kind of read their oh, spirit a little bit and you're like, I kind of have a crush on, uh, um, Andre. <laughs> I don't know who that is. He's an Australian pole dancer. Oh, okay. I'm going to look him up on and- Andre Australian pole dancer. What's his last yeah. name? He, uh, or is he just like Madonna and Prince? He just, I, yeah, it's just like Andre. It's, I'm and Andre, he spells it with like a capital D in the middle, I think. Yeah. Andre. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to check it uh, out. Too. He's sexy and does like the whole heels bit and has dark hair and a little bit um, darker skin. I'm really into like Latinos and black guys lately. Okay. So then you, that's why you wanted to be on the uh, Britney Spears video shoot because oh, I was like, I feel yeah. like Brandon Groom was the only Caucasian man on that whole shoot. I know. So you I don't think they, maybe they weren't even hiring blondes. Yeah, could be. Yeah, because Brandon has no hair, so they didn't know. Yeah. So I think, like, they would, like. Brittany could have been only blonde. Brittany, they'd be like, is that Brittany? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you, no stealing Brittany's thunder. So they needed everyone as, like, a visual contrast. (sighs) I think that's, yeah. Gotcha. See, we've made sense of it all. So there's no need to be upset about it anymore. I'm, I I I would I was legit like really distraught for three days, but I'm okay now. <laughs> Good, because now you know why. Now yeah. you know what could have happened, and yeah, yeah you're you, right. you and Brittany are too too similar in in shadings and although and I do have a Brittany story. Oh, let's hear uh, it. When I was living in Las Vegas, I worked at this really bougie restaurant where all these like famous celebrities would come and eat, and one night. They had a party and Britney was there. And it was, it's not like a big venue. So like you could look across the pool and see Britney sitting there. And as she was leaving the venue, I purposely like stood outside of the <laughs> restaurant so I could watch her walk by because I'm a stalker. And uh, as she walked down the hall in like slow motion and her tight black dress and her smoky eye and her blonde hair, she like locked eyes with me. And we, like, stared at each other for, like, an awkward, like, five seconds before I, like, was, like, uh, uh. <laughs> like, do I nod my head or what do I do? I say hi to her. And then when I nodded my head at her, she just looked forward and kept walking. I was like, oh. I feel like if I was a celebrity, I would do that, too. 
every person that I pass on the street, just <laughs> so they would have like this st- epic story of me. Right. Right. Because <laughs> that's some power right there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can have me. No, you can't have me, please. <laughs> Cool. So I feel like we've taken up so much of your time. So um, I'm just going to say that we all the information we find you on social media as Stephen Rutchless and on your website that you already told us. So it's srutchless.com, srutchless on Instagram, One Pole Retreat on Instagram, and uh, Stephen Rutchless on Facebook. Awesome. Look for the retreat. Look for your touring. Uh, look for your teaching and look for the new pole line. Yes. And before you sign off, can you leave us with an empowering message or quote or anecdote? I feel like maybe that Brittany was, maybe that was empowering. That was a good anecdote. But can you leave us with like a sign off message? Um, well, I was going to mention that one of my pole crushes is Alethea Austin. Oh, she's great. She's been on the podcast too. Oh really? Yeah, and and, uh, and you guys have that blonde, you guys yeah. have that blonde thing going for you. On crew, <laughs> but uh, she has a room in her house with uh, where everyone writes a little something on the wall. Oh. And I don't know why, but I heard um, Jenna Jamison. She's a porn star. You know I her? yeah, we follow each other on Instagram. I'm a huge fan <laughs> of, of Jenna. Oh. <laughs> I love her, especially when she had her moment on E! Entertainment. But um, she said something once where she said, uh, uh, when you're having sex, use spit. Don't use lube. <laughs> and so so that's what I write down every time somebody wants a quote. I, I say, don't use lube, use spit, Steven. Oh gosh! It's gross. It's weird. I don't know why I picked that, but um, that's not really empowering, I guess. (laughs) Well, you know, I just like it because it's shocking and it's also like wakes you up a little bit, you know. And it's funny. Oh yeah. Well, that's one thing about you. You're not boring. Oh, thanks. You know how to have a good time. Yes. And so I feel like that quote was perfect. I really appreciate the advice. I I will try it. I will look into that next time. (laughs) You spit. Awesome. Uh, Well, it was nice talking to you. It was nice talking with you, too. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Steven. You're very welcome. Okay. Bye, guys. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Pole Parlor Podcast. Want more? Visit poleparlor.com for show notes and to link to the Facebook group where you can connect with other poleaholics and continue the conversation. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on the website, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Lots of love, babes. Thanks for listening.